Tired of feeling like you're spinning all the plates in your design business and at any moment they could all come crashing down? Are you feeling like you're so close to breaking through to the next level, but those consistent projects still aren't flowing your way? Are you ready to finally take your business from a hobby to 100K and beyond? Then welcome to the Six Figure Designer Podcast. I'm talking all the techniques you need in your design business to start paying yourself, get great clients, and finally break through that five-figure ceiling. going to talk about how to easily start to pre-qualify potential leads that come your way. Because one of the things that I hear designers tell me all the time is that they get a call and then they run out there to meet with a client and it turns out that it's not a good fit or they it's not the type of job they want to do. But of course, they, of course, they still continue on and offer um, a proposal or, you know, tickets get hired and I don't really understand why, why aren't you saying no to projects that really aren't a good fit for you. So today we're going to talk about <clears throat> how you can really start to get much better qualified leads coming your way with um, a lot less effort. So one of the first things that I'm going to tell you to do is on your website, when you have a contact us form, if you're getting leads from your website. So that's the other thing. But you need to have like the big set of criteria of things that you're just not interested in doing. So of course you need to know who your ideal client is, what your ideal project is. And um, one of the things that we talk about, which is a big factor for me and could be a big factor for you is geography. So if geography is a big deal in your business, or I had another client, um, another designer tell me that she knew certain zip codes were the places where she wanted to be doing work. So on your contact form or when information comes into your business, that's going to be one of the questions that you ask. So you have this like preliminary process where you're like working through certain items. Like if their project is more than 40 miles away and you don't want to do anything more than 40 miles away, then put some distance question on your um, information. And what you can do is you can either do this pre-qual call or you could have your assistant do that, which also takes you out of this process. But um, one of the things is you want to find out that core information. You know, of course, I always like to find out, of course, what their name is. So you need their full name and you want to know the address of the project because I always look these projects up to, you know, just kind of gauge where they're located and what the value of the property is because I like to work in a certain value level. So you may, you may want to do that as well. And again, you know, you may want to ask some additional questions. Once they fill out that initial form or they make that initial call to you, you want someone to respond to that information very, very quickly because that high response rate will actually make you more likely to get the project. So I definitely want you to figure out a way for you to be able to respond in a personal way to that information they've given to you, whether it's... Um, a personalized sort of automated message, which you can do via your website, or someone in your office can call them back and let them know that that's been received and that it will be looked at and when they will receive um, another you know, form of communication from you. Again, because we're in a high, high touch business, so we want to keep those people feeling very important. 
So then after we get that initial piece of information, if it's something that's worth investigating further, um, I will make an appointment with them to do a phone call <clears throat> that's about 15 minutes. And that 15 minute call is where we, you know, we talk about the project a little bit and I ask a few questions, but I also lay out the ground rules for how I work with people, which basically I talk about how that rapport is really important to me. Certain types of projects that I work on are really important to me. And we have to have a good rapport and we have to feel like we can communicate effectively. And, you know, since I've been doing this a long time, I can tell by some of the words that people say and, and the stories that they tell me and questions that they ask whether or not that's going to be worth moving to yet another step. So I encourage you to have a time with them on the phone that is set aside. So make an appointment again, not just answering the phone. You know, we've talked about, right, the bings and bongs and some other episodes, but making an appointment to specifically talk about their project. Of course, it can be a half an hour, whatever you feel is um, enough. Sometimes I will give them a half an hour, especially if it's a bigger project um, maximum. So you're laying the ground rules when you when you start the call saying, this is what we're going to talk about. This is why we're going to talk about it. This is why this is important to me. And here's the conclusion of the call. If I feel I can help you or I feel like this is a good fit, then the next step would be that we're going to make an on-site appointment. Or if I feel like it's not a good fit and it's not something that I would be able to work on for you, then I'm going to let you know at the end of the call. So you're laying out all that groundwork ahead of time. You're setting them up saying, if it's not a good fit, I'm going to let you know. And, you know, that's the end of it. it it's a done deal. So after that initial call, we actually go in and, um, you know, after we talk to them and if it's a good fit and we again want to move to the next step, then, then an on-site appointment is made. Now there's debate amongst the industry about whether or not to charge for this appointment. I don't charge for this appointment, but I also don't give them it's not a consultation. I don't offer a consultation at that time. We just walk the project and we talk about what the scope would be. So we make that on-site appointment. And then before that, before that appointment, I send them what I call as my shock and awe package. And you may have heard me talk about this. I do have a class on the shock and awe package, which des describes in detail all the things that I include, why I include it, and forms that um, you can fill out and include in your own business and then links to everything that I purchased for my shock and awe package so that it can be sent out. So the shock and awe package goes out to them via FedEx and they get to review the material prior to our meeting. And the reason that you're doing that is, again, you're laying all the ground rules for what it's like to work with me, right? We talked about in an earlier episode how there are certain days to do client meetings and there's certain days that you'll hear from us with some sort of update, right? That's all included in the shock and awe package because you're laying all the groundwork for this is what it's like to work with me. This is how I work. This is how, you know, we're going to pro we're going to proceed should you decide to move forward. And, you know, of course we decide together that we're going to work together. So it's laying all those ground rules. And one of the reasons that you do that, well, of course, it gives everyone a comfort level, right? That they know what to expect. They know what to expect. I mean, what a, what a huge comfort, right? When you know what's happening and when to expect an answer from someone, you don't, you're not sending 10,000 emails going, did you hear yet? Can I have an answer? Because they know. 
I'm going to hear from you on Friday, or I'm going to hear from you in two days, right? So all of that helps. And then I do a lot of FAQ sheets. So those commonly asked questions that you get from clients, put them in your FAQ sheet and think about how you want to answer that and how you would answer that if you weren't on the spot, right? And so all of that goes to them ahead of time. So they have plenty of time to peruse it, to digest it. Um, I even send a blank copy of my contract so they understand what that's all about and the level of detail of that. Because here's what it does is when you get to that first meeting, they're only going to ask you questions about the things that are of concern to them, the things that they don't understand. They're not going to ask. I mean, when you go over all of your processes and all, you know, this is how everything's going to work. Honestly, it's exhausting for clients. So we also have to think about ways that we can remove that friction on how to make that process easier, more enjoyable something that they're excited about. Um, and so we want them to be excited to work with you and they, we want them to feel comfortable, right? We want to move that trust factor increasingly fast. We want to move that through the process so that they feel very comfortable with you as they um, get ready to make what could be a very huge financial decision. So they want to have an, you know, how are you going to tell them how can you show somebody that I'm going to treat you well, that I'm going to communicate effectively, that I'm going to be organized before they even hire you? Well, this is how you do it through the shock and awe package. So once we have that and then we have our on-site meeting, you know, to be honest, it's, it's almost um, most of the time you'll know it's a go from there. Because if they have a problem with something that you've put together in your shock and awe package and they call you up and say, I don't really like this or we want to talk about this or we need to change this. You can, you know, honestly say at that point, this isn't going to be a good fit because we don't change this process. This is a reason why we do it this way, because we've learned that this is the best for our clients and this is the best for how we run our business. So I want you to think about that, how you can start to really pre-qualify clients so much easier so that when you're doing those on-site meetings, you already have a very good idea of where this project is going. And it's going to make things so much easier. Um, you're not spinning your wheels. You're not wasting your time. So let me know what you think about this process and the shock and awe package. And I will see you next time on Marketing by Design or There's Got to Be a Better Way. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Designer Podcast. If you're ready to make six figures in your interior design business, then check out my Design Business Bootcamp. Our next session starts soon. So let's get you to six figures, stat.